The big question is, how does someone with MS actually improve their mobility, strength, energy, independence, the list goes on. If you want the answers, you're in the right place at the right time. Whether you're newly diagnosed or have had MS for over 30 years, whether you have relapsing MS or progressive MS, this podcast is for you. My name is Dr. Gretchen Hawley, physical therapist and multiple sclerosis specialist. Welcome to the Missing Link podcast. Tune in as I share the top strategies to help you gain control over your life with MS using only the best insights, advice, and research from top industry experts. Not only that, you'll learn MS-specific exercises and tips to stay consistent, motivated, and inspired. Ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back to the show. Today, I am going to be addressing two listeners' questions. And if you weren't aware, I mentioned a link at the end of each show where you can go and get access to exclusive content from me, in addition to asking me a question that I will answer on the show. So if you didn't know that existed, wait until the end of the show and or go into the show notes and you can get the link there. So these questions that I'm asking today came from my listeners, which is really exciting. And both of the questions are related to exercises for walking. So let's jump right in. Our first listener wrote in stating, I began using an AFO six months ago. Since then, I've noticed a growing weakness in my right foot and a decrease in range of motion. What stretches can I do to regain the range of motion on my right ankle? So I just want to take a step back here. And for those of you that are unaware, an AFO is an ankle foot orthosis. And this is a brace that you wear. And there's so many different types and styles. I plan on having a guest with us soon to talk about differences in AFOs, but it is a brace that you wear to help with foot drop. So from here, this person is asking me, what can she do to improve the strength and range of motion in her ankle? Because when she was wearing her AFO, she noticed weakness and decreased range of motion. So I want to address this in two different ways. First, the exercises, and second, my thoughts on AFOs. So to answer your question directly, in terms of the weakness that you are noticing, the best exercise that I personally feel that you should be doing is something called ankle dorsiflexion. What this means is you are typically seated. This can be in a computer chair, a couch, a kitchen chair, uh, you know, at the edge of your bed, anywhere where you're sitting down on a stable surface and you slowly lift your toes and the forefoot up off of the ground. Your heel stays down the whole time, but you slowly lift, pause, and then slowly lower and do the same thing on the other side. Slowly lift, pause, slowly lower. Now it's totally normal to have weakness in one or both legs. Usually one side can lift higher than the other. If you feel like there is zero movement at all, then you can actually practice this exercise on a bed. So you're sitting or laying down in your bed, 
or on the couch. And you do the same thing. You lift your toes and forefoot towards you pause, and then slowly let the foot go back down. And you do the same thing on the other side. This second version that I mentioned to do laying on a bed or a couch tends to be a little bit easier because you are taking gravity out of the equation. So it's called a gravity eliminated position. So that is something that you can do for weakness. So that will help build up the strength in the front of your ankle to help you lift your ankle. Now, the second part of your question was range of motion. So another really important piece with foot drop is having the appropriate flexibility. So strength is of course important, but if you have really, really tight calf muscles, which are the muscles on the back of your lower leg that can actually prevent the muscles from lifting your ankle. So if you have tight calf muscles, you really want to stretch those out. Tightness always wins over strength. So if you have spasticity or increased tone or just general tight calf muscles, then you can have full strength in your ankle dorsiflexors in that exercise that we just practiced, but it won't matter because the calf muscles will prevent that movement. So you can stretch your calf and you could probably Google a ton of different calf stretches. My favorite calf stretch is done in a seated position. The reason for this is because you don't have to take your energy and effort to stand up and go to a wall and to get the stretch there, you can do this anywhere. So my favorite calf stretch is to sit up nice and tall at the edge of your chair or couch or anywhere that you're sitting. Make sure you're not sitting on something that has wheels when you're doing this. You put one leg forward. So your knee is as straight as you can get it. And then you can use something to help pull your toes up toward you. I often like to use my bathrobe belt because it's not stretchy. You can also use a yoga strap or a dog leash. I prefer things that are not stretchy. And the reason for that is because if it's stretchy, you won't get as much of a stretch. With that said, if all you have is a resistance band, then that's okay. That's better than nothing. So again, there's tons of different calf stretches, but that's one of my favorite ones. There's a lot of different ways that you can actually hold the stretch. For today's episode, I'm just going to keep it really simple and say that for static stretching, it's best to hold for 20 to 30 seconds and to do that two to four times on each side. So I usually tell my clients to hold for 30 seconds and to do that three times. So I hope that addresses your questions of what can you do to help with the weakness and range of motion in your ankle. The second thing that I want to mention here are my thoughts on AFOs. I am a huge advocate for AFOs. They are a really great way to help you manage foot drop and they can actually allow you to be more independent and mobile and participating in life. So I really love them. However, I personally will suggest to my clients that they do not use their AFOs while they are exercising. The reason for this is because if you use your AFO 24-7, AFOs generally prevent movement because usually the movement that is happening is foot drop. So the goal is to prevent foot drop so that you can walk more safely. However, if you have the AFO on 
every time you exercise, it's also going to prevent ankle dorsiflexion. So you therefore can become weaker in the ankle muscles and tighter in the ankle muscles. So again, I am a big fan of AFOs, but if you can do so safely, try exercising without the AFO on. Now, if you're listening to this and you feel like, oh my gosh, if I take off my AFO, I'm going to fall over or I'm going to have really poor quality because I'm just really weak. Then this is not meant for you. Keep your AFO on, do what you need to do to stay safe and listen to all of the instructions you're receiving from your in-person physical therapist, neurologist, and healthcare team. However, if you can do so safely, try doing these exercises I just mentioned, as well as your other PT exercises without the AFO on that way you can start to either maintain or increase strength in your ankle as well as range of motion and flexibility. So those are my thoughts on AFOs. I hope that answer was helpful. Moving on to our second question. Our listener wrote in stating, I have been wheelchair bound for many years, but do practice standing to a walker. I am currently unable to take a step with my right leg or even practice marching when seated. Is there anything I can do to gain that movement back? So this is a great question that I receive almost daily and backing up for a second here, for those that don't know, marching is one of my favorite exercises And what that means is you are either sitting or standing. There's actually a bunch of different positions you can do it in, but you are lifting your knee up towards the ceiling. This is one of my favorite exercises because we actually need this movement for so many things in life. We need to be able to march our leg to adjust our position while we're seated. If we wanted to move forward or backwards, if we can march, that movement will be so much easier. We also need marching to walk forward, to take steps backwards, to step to the side, to step up on a curb, to go upstairs, to get into and out of bed, to get into and out of a car, to get into the tub or the shower. So we need this movement a lot. So it's one of my favorite ones. I give almost every client marching exercise. So this listener is saying that she is unable to do seated marching, even though she's practicing. And her question is, is there anything that she can do to get this movement back? So my best advice is to modify. So I'm going to right now list all of the best ways to modify the marching exercise. And what I would suggest doing is try all of them and see which one feels best for you. So one way that you can do the marching exercise is in a standing position. So anytime you're doing a standing exercise, make sure you are holding on to something sturdy that will not tip over if you do lose your balance. You're going to have your feet about shoulder distance apart. You're holding onto the stable surface and you will slowly lift one knee up towards the ceiling and then slowly lower it back down. And then you can do the same thing on the other side. For some people, this is the easiest position because when you are standing, your hip flexors, which are the muscles that you're strengthening here are starting off in a straightened position. So for some people, this is easiest. Now there are some specific details here where before you go to lift your leg, you want to shift your body weight off of that leg. 
if I am standing with 50% of my weight on one leg and 50% on the other, and then all of a sudden I go to lift one leg, well, I'm going to fall towards that side because I had weight on that leg. So make sure you're shifting your weight off of the leg that you're about to lift before you attempt lifting. The second way that you can do this exercise is in a seated position. So you're sitting up nice and tall in the middle of your chair, your core muscles are nice and tight, and you slowly lift one leg up towards the ceiling, pause, slowly lower, and repeat the same thing on the other side. If that is too challenging, then you can still remain seated, but recline backwards. Therefore, you can scoot towards the edge of your chair and then recline backwards. So you should feel like you're at this decline. And then same thing from there, lift one leg up, pause, slowly lower. And then the same thing on the other side. Reclining can be a really effective way to make this exercise easier so that you can have better quality and potentially lift your leg a little bit higher. Another option is laying on your back with your knees bent and your feet on the surface. So this position, if you wanted to look it up, is called hook lying. But I want to first and foremost point out that I am not suggesting that you lay on the floor. If you can get down to the floor safely and also stand up from the floor safely, then go for it. But if that's really challenging for you, then you can do this position when you are on your bed or when you are on your couch. So do not go down to the floor if you are not 100% confident that you can get up off of the floor. So you're laying on your back with your knees bent and feet on the surface that you're laying on. And you're going to, same thing, lift your knee up and then slowly lower. So in this case, you're lifting your knee and your foot up off of the surface and then slowly lower. If that is too challenging, as I mentioned in that first question, we can go back to a gravity eliminated position. So for the marching exercise, this means laying on your side. And again, you can do this on your couch or on your bed. So you're laying on your side, both legs are stacked and you bring one or both legs up towards you and then lower away. This is going to be easiest if you are laying on your stronger side. So if your right leg tends to be stronger than your left leg, I would suggest starting this exercise laying on your right side. So those are a bunch of different positions that you can try this marching exercise. Now, I want you to pick the one that feels easiest for you. And if none of them feel easy, then I want you to pick the one where you can feel your muscles tensing the most. So just as an example, if you try all these variations and you have zero movement in any of them, but maybe when you were laying on your side, you actually felt your hip flexors tightening a bit. That's a really good sign. That means that your brain is sending a neural pathway down to your hip flexors and it's getting there. It's just not strong enough yet where it's producing movement. So I would suggest continuing to do that exercise lying on your side, or if reclined seated was easier for you, then you can choose that one. And I want to make a point here, just so you're aware that making an exercise easier is not cheating. I want you to choose for all exercises, the easiest one, because if it's easier That means that you can do more quantity with better quality. 
And as you hopefully know from the episode where I talked about neuroplasticity, the more repetitions you do with good quality, the more likely neuroplasticity is to kick in, meaning the more likely you are to actually get stronger and at the very least maintain your strength. So I hope those questions were helpful to hear the answers to. They are very common questions I got. So I'm excited that I was able to share these with you. And if you are looking to ask a question for yourself, again, you can go to the link in the show notes. I'll also share it right here. So it's missinglink.com forward slash insider. And just so you know, that is spelled M-S-I-N-G-link.com forward slash insider. So if you have a burning question for me that you want to ask, you can go to that site and you'll be able to sign up for that exclusive information and ask me any questions. Also, if you like these exercises and maybe you're even looking for more exercises or actual demonstrations of these, then I would highly suggest that you check out my online MS wellness program, The Missing Link. This has tons and tons of MS specific exercises that will help with walking, with standing, with balance, with so many things, along with guest speakers from other MS experts, yoga classes, research updates, activity specific exercises, meaning I will demonstrate how to climb stairs, how to get into and out of your car. So I'm a little biased, obviously, but it's a really great program. So if this episode was really helpful for you and you're looking for more of this, I'd highly suggest you check out the behind the scenes video that I have to give you more information on it. That is all I've got for you guys today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope I receive more questions from you guys and I'll answer those for you on a future episode. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to today's show. I am beyond grateful to have you as a listener. So as a thank you, I have something special just for you. I created a bundle of resources exclusive for the listeners of the Missing Link podcast who are looking for more guidance and tips to champion your life with MS. To get these resources, head over to msinglink.com forward slash insider. That link will be shared in the show notes along with links to my social media handles. If you loved this episode, it would mean so much to me if you shared it with a friend. Or if you're on social media, take a screenshot right now and post it to your page or your stories and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out to other MS warriors. Thanks again for joining and be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Missing Link podcast.